Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, guys, welcome back to the Attitude of Aggression Wrestling podcast. It is time, my friends, for part two of the ninth annual Swaggy Awards, our annual celebration of all the best in pro wrestling for the last year. Of course, that last year being 2023, even though we're pretty well into 2024 now. Kind of, right? I mean, you know, it's the first month still. It's a, it's a few weeks in, but you guys get what I mean. Anyway, hope everybody's doing very well out there. This is episode 284 of the Attitude of Aggression Wrestling Podcast as we get perilously close now to 300. Uh, and you think about that, and we've also got the Big Four Project coming back your way very soon. So yeah, lots of good stuff going on here. I uh, hope you guys really enjoyed part one of the Swaggies uh, because you're going to get more of the same here on part two of the Swaggy Awards. As you know, we broke the awards up into two parts this year. And um, I think this episode is is equally as good as the first one. But these are kind of like, in my opinion, the the bigger awards, I guess, if you could call it that. Because, you know, we're talking wrestlers of the year. We're talking the matches of the year, um, that sort of thing. And on this episode, we're going to discuss the following categories. We've got um, going to have the moment of the year the upset of the year, the tag team match of the year, the women's match of the year, men's match of the year, um, overall match of the year. We're going to have the women's match of the year, the tag team match of the year, or excuse me, I already went through that. Sorry. (laughs) The 
female wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, male wrestler of the year, and the final award will be the overall wrestler of the year. So similar to the last episode, what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to end up you know, going into this thing. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It'll be part two of the Swaggy Awards uh, where we'll go through those categories. We'll have another commercial break. Then I'll come on to wrap things up a little bit. Just put a uh, a cherry on top of this awesome Sunday and we will get you out of here. Um, you know, I think probably the, uh, the, well, you know, we're, we're going to get into that. I mean, we're going to talk some stuff about, uh, just kind of a little teeny bit about what's going on. Cause I know we talked about some of it. You'll hear on the uh, next, uh, next chapter of the big four project, which will be chapter 10. We on that episode, we are covering SummerSlam 91 and survivor series 91 and spoiler, SummerSlam 91 is still, in my opinion, the best SummerSlam of all time. So, you know, it's going to get a high score from me. But anyway, that's kind of where we are at this point in time. Um, as I'm recording this little kind of introduction right now, we are about a week out from the 2024 Royal Rumble. And speculation is running wild, to say the least. We've got... Uh, indications that Seth Rollins is hurt, um, that he may have to relinquish his world heavyweight championship. We will see, you know, on raw, I'm sure they will address that and we will see what happens with Seth, where that leaves the world heavyweight championship, where that leaves Seth, uh, lots of uncertainty. It does seem like there's a knee injury and that it's a shoot. It's not storyline, but you know, Seth had a similar kind of situation come up in 2017 when he came back from the knee injury last time. So we'll see what happens there. And of course the other big news, Kazuchika Okada is going to be a free agent at the end of January. Uh, Again, more speculation on that front about where he's going to end up. Although I think it would be really, really stunning if he ends up in WWE and not AEW. I just, I, I don't see him. I don't see him as big a name as he is. I just don't see him going to WWE He's going to want to stay in Japan. He's going to want to make more money. He's going to want a lighter schedule. He can have all that in AEW. And whatever issues AEW is having, which we've discussed a couple times, it's not so dire that, I mean, yeah, I guess you could speculate maybe he would go to TNA, but for a guy of his magnitude, it seems like it's either WWE or AEW. And unless Triple H and them can sell him on something and sell him on the grandiosity, for lack of a better term, of what his career would be like in WWE, he's going to go to AEW. And Tony's going to pay him whatever he wants because that's what Tony does. Gets all this talent, pays them what they want, and then doesn't know what the fuck to do with them. So anyway, we are going to take our first commercial break. And when we come back, it'll be time for part two of the Swaggy Awards. So the ninth annual Swaggy Awards, and I will come back on. We will wrap this show up and we will put a bow on the ninth annual Swaggy Awards. Uh, you are listening, of course, to the Attitude of Regression Wrestling Podcast, which also appears on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head and yeah, head over to the ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot for some great t-shirt ideas. But we're going to take a commercial break here. When we come back, it is part two of the ninth annual Swaggy Awards. So let's get to it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Attitude of Aggression Wrestling Podcast. And of course, welcome back to part two of the ninth annual Swaggy Awards here on the Attitude of Aggression Wrestling Podcast and on thechairshot.com, where Tony will remind you to always use your head, right, Tony? I mean, that's... I can, yeah, I can do it, or Chris can do it. Yeah, Chris. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. There you go. Perfect. So we are back here for the second half of this magnificent show uh part one of the swaggies actually dropped on the attitude of aggressions website earlier today it'll be dropping on the chair shot as soon as tutty tells me to because i do it uh sunday sunday morning thank you sunday morning i do whatever tutty tells me to do it's it's you already had your chance to put it up but then you had to go cover somebody's ass so i had to to go up north for a little while duty called uh as as sometimes happens in in my line of work but uh yeah, I, the the first episode came out earlier today. Uh, I it, I listened back to most of it. I thought, of course, with you guys, it was an excellent, excellent job as always. There's 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 no question about that. So, on the panel here today is the same panel as part one. Go figure. It is the phenomenally funky fresh AJ Belaz. AJ, how are you doing this week, sir? Uh, doing all right. Not looking forward to the snowstorm I'm about to get, but still yeah. doing all right. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are about to get pummeled out there in uh, old Utah. So that's, that's, sorry. I'd say sorry, but I'm not sorry. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you're in sunny California. It's not. It's like, see, I got up this morning. It was like 37 degrees. I'm like, what the shit? But see, here's the thing. I feel bad for Tony and Dan because uh, they have to endure the storm that I'm enduring. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, Tony. DP, how are things in your neck of the woods? Uh, I imagine frighteningly cold. It's not cold yet. Uh, we've probably gotten a foot of snow already, and we'll probably get another four or five inches until tomorrow morning. <laughs> but it's uh, not but cold. Starting, but starting Saturday night, it's going to be between two and negative twelve for three days. 
So make sure you get that snow removed. We don't we don't see uh, the twenties for till the twenty second of of January. That sounds like a fun time. But DP, you're going to be hunkered down in the Thunderdome. You don't care about what's going on out there, do you? I'm in here. I work from home. I don't. <laughs> where am I going? That's right. <laughs> the That's right. I dug myself out of the. I dug out of the snow today, though. So you know. I mean, if the world ever comes again, to an end, I am but... making a straight path to Dan's house because <laughs> I want to be in the Thunderdome when the bombs hey. drop. That's all I know. But uh... bridge is full. The toys are, are toys are plentiful. Yes. Uh, there's nowhere else better to be. And of course, welcoming back our very good friend from across the pond, the one and only Kenny Killer. Kenny, how's it going? I mean, I, is it raining out on your side of the world or what the hell's happening? Well, yeah, we've kind of gone through. Um, a lot of mad rain. So there's some flooding warnings all over the place. Um, not so much where I live in Bristol, just southwest of England, because Bristol's pretty much on a hill. So all the water runs down. So it's, you know, but it's not so bad. But um, yeah, it's not it's not cold. It has been cold, but it's not um, uh, as cold today. Um, no snow yet, but we're anticipating that um, soon. So, <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm good. You know, we're here to, you know, shoot the breeze. Uh, a week later, we had some good picks in the first part, um, and I'm sure we're going to have some more interesting picks today. We will, and we will get into the, um, these are the, uh, I call them kind of the bigger categories, because these are the wrestlers of the year, match of the year, overall sort of stuff. But um, we're going to keep the same order as last week, and I know we've got like an open invitation for Ray and DJ to jump on here. If they do, we'll see if we get any surprises. I don't know if either of them is as good a surprise as the... Uh, the rebirth of Dadass of the year, but you know, I mean, what could you say? I mean, DJ Ray Dadass. It's kind of interchangeable, right? Sorta. No comment. All right, just throw your hands up. That that's that's all right with me, fellas. We're gonna keep though, like I said, the same order as last week, and we are gonna kick part two of the ninth annual Swaggies off with our moment of the year. And to start this off, we will go to the one and only PC Tunny. Tunny. What was your moment of the year in wrestling in 2023? I feel like this could be a unanimous thing. Um, I think this is easily the moment of the year, and it's CM Punk's return to WWE at Survivor Series. Um, I loved it. I I was right that it was going to happen. I was wrong that I thought it needed to open the show. Uh, the fans actually behaved that night, uh, which was really cool. Um, and then when it happened, I just lost it. I hadn't lost it like that since Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania, so it was a pretty big deal. You remember when I lost both, it that time? Both of those things happened in in the Thunderdome too. Not yeah. the matches, but me losing it. Yeah, you losing it. Yeah. Oh no, if the match happened, oh my god, uh, give me start. <laughs> Zack Ryder's uh, never been in the Thunderdome. Well, you know, Matt Cardona, he, he probably could be convinced to go there, Dan. All you got to do is show him a picture of your of your lair. He'd be into it. I say I got all the wrestling toys. He'd be into it. I got his. I got his. Uh, well, action figure here. Maybe come over and sign it his for me. Internet wrestling championship <laughs> belt. I mean, it's got to be somewhere. Yeah. Uh, this will not be a unanimous category. I will spoil it for Uh-oh. Tony right now. But a- AJ, what is your moment of the year in pro wrestling? Oddly enough, it is CM Punk's return to WWE because no one really saw it coming. It was speculated. People were like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. And then show goes on. Match ends for war games. They show the little logo. Copyright 2023. Okay, I guess he's not. Look in my eyes. What do you see? 
it, it definitely. I am not a punk fan. I am probably on level with DJ with how much I don't like punk. But the fact that this happened was astonishing and even more memorable of how they did it. They red herringed everybody into thinking he's not showing up, and he did. What, what, what more could you ask for? Mike Myers to show up and go fished in and as soon as he showed up, you know, from Wayne's world, that would have been, that would have been good. But, uh, no, I, I take nothing away from you guys. I will talk about CM Punk a little bit myself, uh, but not right now. And, uh, let's go over to DP DP. What is your moment of the year in wrestling in 2023? Absolutely. hundred percent CM Punk making his return. You know, I, I know I wasn't necessarily a fan of it. I loved CM Punk, uh, for all the controversy and all the shit that was going on with him, I never thought in a million years he'd be coming back to WWE after all that shit. Uh, I, I, I didn't lose my shit like PC did necessarily, but the shock moment of, wow, it actually fucking happened. And my responses was like, don't fuck it up. Just, you know, he can, you know, keep his cool and this would be a beautiful run. I would absolutely love it. I, I want to see it, you know, but like just did not ever think that that day was going to happen. Uh, so for me, I mean, that was just a just ridiculous, shocking moment for me uh, over a lot of years, really. I mean, more than, you know, Edge coming back at the Royal Rumble, you know, bigger than that, because you kind of knew, like, oh, Edge is kind of seems like he's getting cleared or whatever. But like CM Punk, like after all that shit, like no fucking way. Like that was going to happen. So now, did you not to be for me the, the definite moment of the year? Did you not lose your shit as much as Tunney due to the fact that the Dillonator was most likely asleep? <laughs> oh no, no, she's well. She never, she doesn't really sleep over anyway. <laughs> oh, I, was, I just remember you said the a- reaction of you lost your shit, and then she came down the steps and said, "What the hell is wrong with you?" And you're just I like, the- <laughs> "I woke up the cats." I think I scared uh, the cats for sleeping on her watching TV upstairs, and we were downstairs yeah. watching it. Me and brother of DP. Um, and I just like it, like they did, like it happened. And then the music hit. And I'm just like screaming. Yes. Like about 10 times as loud as I can. Just hold those thoughts guys for a little bit. I, I that's all I got to say about that because this will come full circle very soon. Kenny, what is your moment of the year in professional wrestling in 2023? Are you with these guys or you got something different in mind? No, um, I will be slightly deviating from the you know CM Punk train, even though it does kind of include him in some way. But my moment of the year is all in at Wembley, and it's because I was there. Honey, um, or excuse me, Kenny, it's my moment of the year as well. So you and I have the same moment of the year. AEW putting eighty thousand at Wembley or whatever it was, but it's still a big fucking crowd for the number two ish promotion in the world. They sold twenty thousand of them. <laughs> I think it's um for me, obviously I was there, but it's like I don't get you know, we don't get um, you know, as much wrestling in terms of, you know, WWE or AEW as as you guys do over in the States. So when shit like that happens over here, it happens. It's just all in. Everyone's there. Like wrestlers are everywhere. They're on the radio, they're on TV, they're you see them on the street like they're they're literally everywhere. Um, and then London is just crazy. Like literally London is just crazy and it's just all wrestling people. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Um, and to go to a pre-event, um, and see, um, well, Karen Jarrett being asked who is better in bed, Kurt Angle or, 
that was that was a highlight. That was a highlight. That was a highlight. Um, but yeah, just the, the everything about it, and that was my fr- actually that was my first time going to Wembley as well um, after all these years. So it was a particular big highlight for me. I mean, you also have to think how how many times did TNA or whenever they were either TNA or Impact Wrestling, whenever those UK shows happened, they were always packed. Yeah, yeah, we definitely when when wrestling comes to town, man, we pack it out. Have to Money in the Bank was out. Money in the Bank was outrageous, but Clash in the Castle, I was there for that as well. And when I mean that was crazy, I haven't seen anything like that apart from when I went to WrestleMania that year. Well, yeah. No, you you wait till they put WrestleMania at Wembley and they get like ninety thousand two nights in a row because <laughs> then then no one would be talking about this. But for me, the reason why this is a is is the moment of the year for me is a lot of what you said, Kenny. Eighty thousand, seventy thousand, whoever the fuck it was, there was a lot of people at that event for an AW show that for, for a company that struggles to get 10,000 here in the States for them to throw 80,000 people uh, in that. And it was a damn good card. I mean, it, it was, it was, and here's what I'm going to put out to you guys. Okay. And I don't want to linger on this too long, but I think two, three years from now, we're going to look back at all in as the apex of AW. This was their highest water moment. This is as high as they were going to get before it all fell apart. Because the shit that was going on backstage at this very same event, at their highest of highs, they were about to have their nuts cut off. And whether they realized it or not, Tony Khan didn't realize it or not, uh, CM Punk did it to him again two years in a row. I mean, oh, last year for the 8th Annual Swaggies, we talked about it. I know Kenny and I talked about it. And you guys as well. Punk fucked that whole thing up a year earlier. He did the same thing here again. Now, if Jack Perry brought a lot of that shit on himself, to be sure. But... I think when you look at everything going on, the crowd, the fact that this is not WWE who did this, and then you know, knowing what we know now about what happened at that event, it, this it's a bigger moment to me than Punk's return for different reasons. And I just think like in a couple of years, we're going to look back and say, man, that was it. They were never going to get any higher than that. And it all fell apart from there. So I will give AEW its flowers along with Kenny and say all in at Wembley, my moment of the year as well. So there you go. I'm not unanimous, but only two choices. So, yeah. Um, let's turn it over to AJ Blaz. What was your upset of the year in professional wrestling? So what I had down for the upset of the year, I don't know if this will be unanimous or not. I know probably maybe Tunny and Dan might have it, but this man did not get pinned for three years in Jey Uso during the Bloodline Civil War, pinned Roman Reigns. Not pinned his teammate, pinned Roman himself. The last person to do that was Baron Corbin in 2019. So four years, sorry. The fact that that happened, the fact that it was making sure, like, hey, we're making Jey Uso, you know, he calls himself main event Jey, this makes him look like he's a main event player here. And the fact that you have the the reigning, undisputed WWE Universal Champion getting pinned, that's just upset altogether. Year, decade, whatever. That is just the massive upset that people have been talking about for a while. It's my runner-up. <laughs> but everything you say is true. Uh, 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 you know. Roman getting pinned in that match was so unexpected because you had Solo there. You figure, okay, that's why they've got Solo there to protect him. And it didn't go down that way. But uh, 
Yeah, it's my runner-up. DP, what do you got here? Are you with AJ on this one? Absolutely, I'm with AJ on this one. You know, the fact that Roman Reigns takes a pinfall at this point, you know, is monumental. And you want to talk about making, you know, making a star or putting a guy over, getting a pinfall on heavyweight champion that's been the champion for over a thousand days. That's how you do it. And Jey Uso got that rub and got his chance to start a singles career because of this. And it's just, you can know, see the, how much the crowd is loves him and backs him up. And it was just a, a really, really surprising moment because, yeah, we, you're not going to see that coming. You're definitely not going to see that coming. See him take the pitfall at any point right now, though they decide to take the title off him. So that was definitely the moment for me. Yeah, Roman gets a lot of shit, but he put over his true life cousin in the biggest way possible next to, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. He could have led him to throw him at SummerSlam, but that wasn't happening. But no, it, it is. It is an excellent call. No doubt. Kenny, what do you got for your upset of the year, man? Um, my upset of the year. Well, I just want to give an honorable mention to, um, Orange Cassidy, um, beating Mox for the, um, international title. That was, uh, yeah, I didn't expect that, but I'm actually going to NXT. Um, and my, um, upset, is when Lyra Vicaria um, beat Becky Lynch. Because, um, one, I did not see that coming at all. Two, the story. WWE have become really, really good at consistency when it comes to stories and using um, a lot of old footage and video and some things like that from years and years ago. Um, and they told a really good story about two Irish girls, one that looked up to the other um, and helped to train the other and so on and so on um, and came full circle. And but I just did not see Lyra beating Becky, which was an amazing, amazing match. And if um, if anyone hasn't seen it, I definitely um, think you should go and have a look at, at at that match on NXT because it was a brilliantly um, booked match. Yeah, especially after you know Tiffany Stratton didn't get the belt back from her, and you thought maybe she would. I think like she was somebody's breakout star of the year. Was it was it yours, Kenny, or was it Tunny? I forget. It was Kenny's. Yeah, I that that's a really good call. I did not see that happening either. I thought they would build up to Becky dropping that belt a little bit more. Uh, but Valkyria, she's 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 tough, man. She's definitely got stardom written all over her. So I love the call. My upset of the year, gentlemen, is. CM Punk returning to WWE. There is no bigger upset than CM Punk returning to WWE for all the reasons you guys just said. I will repeat words that I heard from you. Shocking. Stunning. I popped. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. All that stuff is absolutely 1000% accurate. But as big as Jay pinning Roman was, as big as Lyra, Lyra Valkyria's win over Becky was, CM Punk returning to WWE and showing up, that is... And I know I'm thinking outside the box and I'm taking some liberties, but you guys know I kind of do that sometimes. There is no bigger upset in pro wrestling last year than CM Punk returning to WWE. I challenge you to find Jay pinning Roman. Okay, but it wasn't one-on-one. -on -one. And yeah, for every reason you guys said, Punk returning to WWE is something that none of us thought we would ever see happen. And yet there it is. And uh, I, I was absolutely floored. And stunned like the rest of you guys did not think that there was any chance it was going to happen. I mean, we had how many emergency punk casts on the chairshot.com speculating about three. Thank you, Tony. Three, two, one, 30. Maybe it could have been 30. If DJ had his way, it would have been 30. Uh, but, you know, we, <laughs> we talked about it so much. And then, yeah, they did. 
they did try to rope you in a little bit, but I knew kind of like when I was watching that, I, until, I was like, until they fade to black, I'm not going to give up hope because Hunter's done this, did this with Chompa and Gargano. He's done this with other people and the credits rolled and they swerve you into low, you into that false sense of security. And then here it is. So for me, and I know it's not a match. If it was a match, if I'm limiting myself, yeah, absolutely. Jay pinning Roman. But just when I think of upset, something completely shocking and unexpected, CM Punk returning to WWE is it for me. Tony? As, as someone as a, a habitual rule bender, I, I respect your, uh, your uh, <laughs> stretching of the rules. You telling me you telling me the WWE events are now turning into Marvel movies where you got to make sure you watch all the way through the credits? And, yes, absolutely, and, uh, Dan. You make know sure that. you keep, keep stay in your seat. That's right. Did you get up and go to the bathroom? You missed it. You suck, you jackass. Uh, Tony, what's your upset of the year, man? Um, I I I thought of one right away, and then and then another one came to me, which will actually be the one. And I kind of took it literal as a superstar beating another superstar that would be considered an upset. If you want to be safe uh, about it, shit. It's weird. I went the really like literal route. I ne- rarely ever do that, but. Um, the one that, that my runner up was Logan Paul beating Ray Mysterio for, for the U S title. Like that's it. That's like a big, if you, if you talk about where they are on the, in the ladder, but I, I had to give it to Austin theory beating John Cena. Like, even though we kind of knew these things were going to happen when you talk about like, if you put it in a video game, their overall ratings would be really different. It'd be an upset that way, you know, and, and, and that some of that kind of applies to what they're trying to sell you as well. So that's, that's the route I went. I don't think the WWE video games give two shits about ratings. It just never seems to matter. No, I'm just saying, I, I'm I just know. saying it's kind of, you know, that's kind of the sense in which I looked at it. No, I know what you're saying. I, I you know, another match that, you know, something, another upset that just happened that we probably should consider Samoa Joe dethroning MJF, even though he was all banged up that and injured true. and all that sort of stuff. I don't think we saw his reign ending there. Um, and maybe we should it's have. Hard, it's hard for me to call that an upset when, I know MJF is not a big guy and Joe is fucking Joe. Well, Joe I mean, Joe, Joe beat him the... early, or MJF beat him earlier though. So, I mean, I, I don't know, but no, those are all, those are all good calls, man. That's uh that is all good stuff. Tony, what was yours? What, what, what was yours again? I went with Austin theory. Right. Beating John. Austin thought Austin theory. Beating. Yeah, that was Austin farted. Austin farted. So yeah, there you go. There's the, uh, there's the title for an episode somewhere. <laughs> If you smell what the rock is cooking. If you um, smell the Austin's farting. <laughs> hey, anything's possible. Tony Khan made Jinder Bahal a mega star this week. So anything can really happen in the world of pro wrestling, right? Yeah. True story. <laughs> DP, we will turn it to you first. What is your tag team match of the year, man? Uh, for me, this was a very easy one. Went along with my pay-per-view of the year, which was night one of WrestleMania. And that was the closing match of night one. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. You know, kind of the the culmination of Sami Zayn's kind of finish of the bloodline story that he was really in. Uh, The Usos' long-ass reign as tag team champions finally comes to an end. Um, Again, that just, it's all part of that whole story. The whole bloodline saga, really, right? I mean, that just makes this thing so much better. You know, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn reuniting right after the, at the Rumble uh, when Sami finally turned, and then finishing it off with them holding the tag team titles to close the night. One of WrestleMania 
was just phenomenal and just it's just make that storytelling is what makes it just that much better and they did a phenomenal job of doing that the match itself was just ridiculously good uh and just the combination of all of that uh made it for just a beautiful way to, to close a night of wrestlemania and if you listen to uh part one of the swaggies the closing moments of that match are the outro there's a spoiler for you guys because it just came out so you guys didn't have a chance to hear it yet Something for Tony to look forward to. Kenny, what was your tag team match of the year? Uh, my tag team match of the year. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of tag team matches uh, last year. Um, I want to give some shout outs to some of the trios matches in New Japan, which were crazy. I'm not really much of a fan of trios matches, but after watching some of those pay-per-views, yeah, it definitely surprised me. Um, I obviously got to give an honorable mention to the Usos um, at WrestleMania against uh, Owens and Zayn, but my... Tag team match of the year is FTR versus Young Bucks one. Um, um, yeah, uh, the chemistry these teams have together, the the sequences, the spots in that in in, in that match was off the chain. The um, FTR's callbacks to some of their you know um, rivalries with some um, you know some of the tag teams in WWE and some of the fin- you know the finishes that they that they they had with like DIY and stuff and kind of incorporating that into the match and yeah it 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 was it was off the chain man I, I haven't seen a, a tag team match like that apart from the one I saw the year before when I saw FTR live at Royal Quest uh, at um a New Japan Royal Quest over here um with United Empire and that match for me was one of the matches of the year um so yeah it has to be FTR versus um Young Bucks one. Yeah, that's a that's a solid call. They had how many matches? They have three of them, and FTR came out on top. The third one was at All In, wasn't it, Kenny? The third one, the third one wasn't good. The third one wasn't. <laughs> the third one, it, was, it was good, but I mean, it wasn't like the best out of the three. It, yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't the best out of the three. It um, wasn't Ali Frazier three time. That's what he's saying. <laughs> it was Ali Frazier two, <laughs> something like that. Uh, for me, I'm with Dan on this one. The uh, the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, for many of the reasons he said, the match is absolutely spectacular. Uh, so much emotion. Um, and, I, and yeah, again, I was there, so I felt all of it, but I've watched it back. Uh, it was just, you know, and look, let's be honest. It's the first time since WrestleMania won a tag team match main event at WrestleMania. Whatever you want to call main event, and I know Tony and I have debated this whole thing. It's still close to show on night one. That has not happened since Hulk Hogan and Mr. T took on Piper that, and Orndorff. That, that's the main event. Yes, yes, that would be the main event. That would be the definition of main event would be closing the show. Right. And it did. It closed Saturday. It didn't close yes. Sunday. But um, I think, you know, because of so much that went into that match and uh, you know what? We'll talk about it more in a little bit. I have a suspicion. Let's go to PC Tunney to tell us what was your tag team match of the year, sir? I tried really hard, harder than any other category to make sure that I was positive that I was going to pick this match. And yeah, it, it's it's KO and Sammy beating the Usos for all the reasons you guys have already mentioned. So we can we can keep it rolling. AJ, what do you got here? What's your tag team match of the year? The tag team match of the year is, is KO and Sammy versus the Bloodline. There's there's not much more I could say off of that. There was so much emotion. It started the rift with the Bloodline and the Usos. So it it, it, it led to more. And the FTR versus Young Bucks match, I will give a runner up because that was a great match. As much of a curmudgeon I am against 
the young bucks I have been for a while. I'll admit that on air. I do not care, but it was still a great match. The first match, at least in my opinion. But like I said, bloodline, that was the beginning of the end for the Usos and everything going around the bloodline story. That's where, that's where we got main event J that's where we got everything starting to fall apart. Solos. Now the heir apparent and everything else. And, I'm going to say this. I promise you, this is the last I'm going to say anything about the bloodline for the entire <laughs> for the entirety of the Lies. show. But yeah, it it that that was my tag team match of the year, especially when everyone's quote unquote favorite uncle gives it a five star plus match. It, it's surprising to say the least. I'll tell you this, and I, I know four of us picked the same match. Kenny was the dissenter. I thought FTR versus Bullet Club Gold was a better match than FTR versus Young Bucks won. That's just me. You know, but that was a that was a hell of a match. Isn't that the two out of three falls match? That was on, it. Was a two out of three wasn't falls it on a rampage or some shit like that? So every once in a while, rampage pulls a jet <laughs> out of its ass, but <laughs> it it turns into whack a mole. He he started hitting him that one fucking. There mole. it is. That's that one. That was the <laughs> one. So I that was that was probably my my runner up. We are going to go to Kenny though to tell us what was his women's match of the year. Um, my women's match of the year um, was a match that you guys mentioned a lot in part one, um, and it was Becky versus Trish, um, still cage match. Uh, yeah, man, Trish through back the years, um, and and again that was part of a run or the start of a run for Becky. You know, having really good consistent matches um, and giving the rub to a lot of people within um, NXT. So yeah, that match was vicious. I didn't I didn't expect them to have that type of match. Um, and we haven't seen a match like that for the women in the steel cage for a while. So, um, yeah, it has to be Becky versus Trish. Is that Trish's greatest match ever? I don't know, man. She had some really good Probably. ones with Lita, but that was one of her but best. Did ones. she though? She did. One of one of them, Lita concussed herself with a suicide make, dive. It doesn't make it a bad match, AJ. Come on now. <laughs> um, go ahead, Kitty. Oh. Or are you done? I don't know. Are you done, Kenny? What, what were you saying there, man? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I love the Trish Becky match. I actually like uh, the Becky versus Tiffany Stratton match from No Mercy better. But that's not my women's match of the year. My women's match of the year is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, night one WrestleMania. Uh, I it is in my opinion one of the greatest women's matches of all time. Tony's not happy about this. I don't know why, uh, but I. For those two matches to claim, and we talked about it last week, uh, for not, what made night one of WrestleMania so great is you got my women's match of the year, you got my tag team match of the year, back to fucking back. And Rhea versus Charlotte was everything that we hoped we would get. And 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 I think we're kind of fortuitous that COVID wiped out what would have been their match at WrestleMania 36, because Rhea's so much better now than she would have been in 2020. Um and you got to see it in this match, and it was believable. And this was Rhea Ripley's. This is the passing the torch for Charlotte, even though she's still well. She's not there now, but that's not her fault. Uh, but I just, you know, my wife, who's just the biggest Charlotte Flair fan in the world, and she's sitting there right next to me, and even she had to give Rhea her flowers on this one. And she's not a Rhea Ripley fl- fan, but after this one, she stood up and applauded like the rest of us. Um, I just I did not see any women's match that really came close to that. It is great as Trish and Becky was, as great as Becky and, and Tiffany was. Nah, it's it's Rhea and Charlotte for me. Tony, did I steal your thunder there, man, or you got something different? 
No, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, there were there were a lot of excellent women's matches, but none of them stood out like this. This is this is going to go down as an all time great. This could be one of the greatest. This is probably the best women's uh, match in WrestleMania history. Um, I, it, it was amazing, and I'm glad we got it because you brought up Rhea not being ready early on, and I was not a fan of Rhea Ripley when she came up to the main roster for a good portion of time. And she won me over and I'm glad she did. And, you know, this was well into her already proving herself, but this was her proving herself at the highest level against the best talent. And the two knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. I I agree with everything. Obviously, I agree with everything you said, bestie. But, you know, no great surprise there. Uh, I don't know if AJ's still out. There he is. He's there. AJ, what is, uh, yeah, that's it. Get your headphones on. Okay, that's right. You're still Jeez, looking. Jeez, guy, get looking, some wireless come shit. On, get it together. Ah, Watch the snow ah. will be there eventually. Don't worry. You're uh, going to walk <laughs> around like Tony during the show. Get some wireless shit, buddy. <laughs> that's right. I don't usually walk around on the show. You know this. AJ, so, you're gonna. what is your pick for women's match of the year? We've talked about some really good ones so far. What do you got here? We did. And when what I'm gonna say, Tony will know what I mean. I gotta pull the Belaz real quick. I'm out of here. Honorable mentions: Becky versus Tiffany Stratton was a great match. Becky versus Trish was also a great match. Now, what I mean by I gotta pull the Belaz is I gotta go to Japan Land for my women's match of the year, and that would be Stardom Tam Nakato versus Julia. You want to know? It, everyone's saying that Julia's going to NXT and everything else. You want to see what Julia's all about? Go find this match. They had they had bad blood for years. I I know we all know the Hannah Kimura incident. Julia was the person who stepped up and became the face of stardom after that. So the fact that Tam versus Julia happened, the bad blood there, Julia's being a dominant women's champion with the red belt. It was it was so brutal. It was so perfect. Counter after counter, move after move, and Tam getting the final say in everything. If you want to know if the rumors are true, if you want to know what Julia is all about, go watch that match. I know that not everyone in Japan is going to be the same when they go to NXT, but if they have a little bit of that action, that would be it. What's up, Kenny? Nah, I was just going to say... Um... Like, if, if people want to know, right, about women's wrestling, okay, it's one thing to be watching WWE, right? But stardom, man, every year, every year, they have at least five matches, right, that are that could be match of the year, like men or women. Like, literally, it's it's cr- it's crazy. Julia, especially, um, oh, yeah, Julia is is amazing. And if WWE do manage to get her, and just look at the roster, the women's roster that WWE will have if they get Julia as well. When you still got obviously Jade to come and she's training, you, you'll have you know Becky um, and and the rest of them. It will be amazing, man. But yeah, people, man, go out and try and find Stardom if you can. You know somewhere they'll you know they do release them um, every every now and again. You is a bit behind on on YouTube, but just catch some of those Joshi matches, man, because it's amazing. So T- Tony's pulling up uh, Julia's actual Twitter saying, ladies and gentlemen of America, see you soon. That 16 means, hours. That means but nothing. That, but that also says hashtag New Japan Strong, which is their American brand. So I, 
I mean, I've I've seen her wrestle. She's tremendous. I don't know where do you guys think she ends up? Be... Does she does she go to WWE or does Tony Khan? See, I just I don't. She would be wasted in eight. I think. Um, I know it, and I, I and I get tired of listening to people online say, "Oh, she'll be wasted in WWE. They won't use her properly." It's like, well, what's to say that she wants to keep wrestling like that and put her body through all that? Maybe she wants to scale uh, things back a little bit, have a bigger name for herself, and not kill herself. Um, she yeah, fit in great I mean, in NXT. And here's, here's what everybody the other here, thing. Would everybody here agree that WWE's main roster women's division is the best women's division in the world? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yes. I mean. Not- if Tony I, Khan used his roster better, it'd be a more interesting conversation. If, but ifs and I was about to say TNA butts, knockouts. Christmas. What? If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all <laughs> Christmas. Right. I, I would say TNA knockouts might have a good shot at that as well, yeah. but I would agree. I, um, they they also just lost um, Deanna Perrazzo to AEW. So I mean, if you're looking top to bottom, taking everything into consideration, yeah, it's WWE. If you take you throw NXT in with WWE, it, yeah, there's there's no I'm comparison. Talking about roster, you know, matches, storyline, execution, you know, yeah. overall best. Oh yeah, WWE. Kenny, WWE. you 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 watch a lot more of this stuff. Where do you think she ends up? She ends up in WWE for sure. She ends up in WWE. Um, if she wants to be the star that you know she she often mentions um, in her post match press conferences, um, WWE is going to be the one to make her that star. Um, she'll have better matches with better people there um, as well. AEW is just not the it's not the place for her to become the star that she wants to become and to have the right matches that she wants to have. Um, I mean, look at Britt Baker. She's been off TV for how long? Not one, not one promo. This is your woman, your woman who has the strongest promo in your in your company, and she has not been on TV for a whole. What the fuck is that? Like, um, so yeah, WWE man. She wouldn't. Didn't she work out of the Performance Center not too long ago? I think. Yeah. So that's a big you, indicator. That's a big Here's indicator. the other reason as to why Julia will probably be uh, WWE bound and not AEW bound. The other notable world stardom champions, Io Shirai, Kyrie, and B. Priestley, also known as Blair Davenport. So she definitely has people that she knows that, that's on the WWE side that she can get along with and they would know how her style works. Maybe try to hone it a little bit in the WWE way, but I... If she goes to AEW, yes, she will be wasted. Like a uh, certain other person named after a vehicle would probably be wasted there as well. Dan, obviously this category is not unanimous, much to my surprise. Uh, what do you have for your women's match of the year? Yeah, we're still doing that one. Uh... I didn't forget you, buddy. I did not forget you, buddy. AJ, AJ took us down this this side street, you know, where we're like, you know, cutting deals in the we're cutting deals in the back match. alley or something. And AJ's the one. He's our, he's our match. And then it was, where do we see her? I did not take us to a back alley. You were the one hey, that decided. AJ, to say, I think hey, your name, your name from now on is phenomenal pimp dad. Dan, what do you got yeah. in this you know, category, man? Yeah, DP, you fantastic douche, you. Um. <laughs> I went back to my gimmick match of the year for this one, actually. Um, and I'm going with the war games match for the women's war games. It's not a bad um, at all. Yeah. I mean, I definitely shout out to all the other ones for sure. And, and Becky and Trish cage match was, was a, my honorable, was an honorable mention. Um, you know, we talked about this one in, in uh, part one a lot. 
And uh, it was just a phenomenal match for me. It just like everything flowed so well with this match. Everybody hit their spots, hit their marks. They had great high spots with EO and Charlotte uh, off the top of the cage, EO in the in the trash can. Um, so, I mean, it was just had a lot of good spots. And they did them all well. They told a really great story with this one. Um, I don't need to go but down more of this road. You know, listen to part one again if you want to know how good this match was. But it's, you know, it was fantastic. War Games is definitely one of my favorites. So that added to it. Wow. I, I got to say, fellas, I, I'm surprised. I know I thought, you know, we're not going to this. Ah, Rhea, Rhea and Charlotte and everything else is a distant second. But you guys convinced me on the fact that there were so many great women's matches this year and from all across the world. So well done, gentlemen. Give your somebody ring a d- bell for all of you guys, please. OK, that works, too. Uh, we're going to go to men's match of the year now. Not that bell. Uh, men's match of the year. <laughs> you, you opened, you opened Pandora's box. I, uh, I'm going awesome. to actually open up the category in men's match of the year and see if I can't piss off PC Tunney with this one. Uh, my men's match of the year is not from WWE. I'm going to go to AEW for this one. It is Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay two from forbidden door. Um, I love this match. And I think this is the match that kind of really put Osprey on the map in front of the American fan base who knew of him. They, they knew of him, but I think with this match and anybody who didn't see the first match at wrestle kingdom, which was probably, I know Kenny, you saw it equally as good as this one, but different. And I think this one was better in my opinion, simply because there was an air of desperation to Osprey to get that win back. And it seeped through every aspect of this match and everything that he did. And, and, you know, it didn't, didn't, if I remember, didn't he employ Don Callis at some point in this match, Kenny? I, I, you know, so he was so desperate and so despondent over the fact that Kenny got, Kenny got one up on him at Wrestle Kingdom that it, it, it bled through in every aspect of this match. And yeah, there's the really bad spot that Ken, Kenny Omega takes that. You know, in retrospect, I'm wondering if he's like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um, it could have gone bad, but it didn't. And and Kenny Kenny will know which spot. What was it? The tiger? What was it? Some tiger driver shit or something? Tiger bomb? I don't remember. What's that? Tiger driver. Tiger, tiger driver. Sixty nine um, or something. Yeah, yeah. So Tyler Bates is ninety seven. Tyler Bates is ninety seven. Yeah. There's um. I just I ne- I mean there were so many great men's matches this year as well. I mean the triple threat match for the IC title at WrestleMania stands out Cody and Roman don't sleep on that match. That was tremendous as fucking well. So, but to me, it was Omega Osprey two from forbidden door. I didn't see a better men's match all year than that one. Tony, I will kick it over to you. What was your men's match of the year, man? I'm going to give you my men's match of the year from last year. And I'm going to tell you what's going to be the match of the year for the men's, uh, division this, this year. And you're just not going to uh, tell us what your men's match of the year was for 2023. Is that, no, I said first oh, I'm going to give you that. I thought you were talking about 2022. God, no, you're no, going no. way back. No, no, no. Gunther versus uh, Sheamus and McIntyre at WrestleMania is my men's match of the year. Uh, that was so, enter- so well done. Gunther is on a fucking run, man. This guy is unbelievable. And if indeed his final boss is Brock Lesnar, if they meet at WrestleMania, and I hope that he loses the IC belt before that, in a, in some kind of nefarious way as to not, you know, pull them back that that will be the match of the year next year. And if it's for the IC title, that's cool too. But 
Lesnar versus Gunther needs to happen, those two will go out of their way for each other to make that match one of the greatest matches of all time. I'm not sure either one of them survives that match, but I'm here for it. But so. don't you think, like, Lesnar, like, talking about, like, a uh, backstage, you know, two guys getting together, working out a match together, Lesnar is well aware of who he is, and to have a match with Gunther, a guy that he can work with like that, it, it be it could be the one of the greatest matches of all time. It could, and let's be honest, Brock has shown a willingness the past few years to put guys over, put Roman over, put Wait, Cody over, they- you know... Look what he did with AJ. We thought AJ might beat him when you were watching that yes. match. There were points in that match where you were like, holy shit, man. You know, too. Daniel Bryan as well. Oh, look at Lesnar. Holy cow. Yeah. The one guy I didn't put over was Kofi, but we don't have to get into that because that's a sore spot for a lot of us. Um, AJ Belaz, what do you have? What was your men's match of the year, man? My men's match of the year. I I almost wanted to put Omega versus Osprey. I, I almost did. Then I realized how biased I am against against Omega, so I didn't do that. It's Osprey versus Mike Bailey at Bound for Glory at TNA last year. That was it was a perfect match. Osprey still deployed some of his high flying offense, and it wasn't even for a championship. It wasn't for the X Division Championship or the it was a thrown in. I don't remember if it was the first match in the card or the second match of the card. It was fairly early. Kenny, you could probably correct me if you remember. It was the second? Okay. But it it had the speed that you're used to with, if you've ever seen Mike Bailey, and the speed you're used to of Osprey. It was that high-impact, high-flying, high-speed, high-caliber match that you are so used to, and it tore the house down. I felt bad for Alex Shelley in the main event because there's no way you could top that match. Got to be honest, I didn't see it because I don't watch TNA or Impact, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But I've heard nothing. It's TNA again. It's TNA again. It is. I got to go check that out. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Yeah. So I I begrudge you nothing. But yeah, Osprey's the real deal. And I I think, um, you know, yes, it's a coup for AEW to get him. But really, I don't think it's the right time for him to go to WWE yet. Uh, And he's got time. He's young. So... Dan, what do you got? What is your men's match of the year, man? It's three big men slapping meat. Uh, Amos PC, Tony Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre for me. Uh, just ridiculous match. You know, just like PC said, Gunther's the real deal. Gunther's just on a ridiculous roll. And the three of them, like, to put on that kind of match, I mean, that's that's what, I mean, you should expect coming into that. Like, they went out there and said, we're going to steal the show. I think that's what everybody should be going out there thinking. That's what they went out there and did. And they just went out there and top this and just kicked the shit out of each other for whatever it was, 15 minutes and put on a ridiculous triple threat match, like, like in a different triple mat threat match than you normally see. Right. Most of the time it's two guys going at it, you know, and one guy's out and out inside resting, but most of that match, they were all in there going at it together and a bunch of spots with them together, the power bombs on top of each other. And, you know, the finishing moves that didn't hit and top rope, uh, whatever, white noises. And, like, they just hit big moves after big moves after big moves. Hey, look, boy, it's coming. It's coming. Look, look, look. <laughs> it, it was just for me, like, again, like, coming off of night one going, wow, night one is ridiculous. And then this was, whatever, the third match. But it was like, holy shit. Like, they're just going out there and said, wow, fuck you, night one. We're going to kick your ass. And it was just ridiculously good. 
And for me, that was, that was just good top that. And if anybody's wondering why WrestleMania 39 was our unanimous choice for PLE of the year, here's a not so subtle reminder. You've, we've talked about three matches now that have got match of the year, one tag, one women's one men's. I rest my case. I think we all rest our case as far as WrestleMania 39. Tony, do you have something? Yeah. I, I, you know, we don't do promotion of the year now, but, but we have in the past, but it would, I think it, it would easily have to be WWE because you talk about like the storylines delivering and culminating. And that's why it was so good. And that's part of what Tony Khan doesn't get is it's not about the matches. It's not about the wins and the losses. It's about the story that you tell in and out of the ring. Think about it this way, Tony. AW is equivalent to Florida State. I eliminated that category because it wasn't competitive. Kenny, no, no. What is your I, men's match of the year? Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying you should. No, I. I just I, in the past. Yeah, the past few years had been competitive. There was a discussion as to what was the best promotion of the year. I, I did not see that this year, as far as like being really. You know, when you look at the numbers that WWE has drawn, the money they're making, the people they've signed, the events that they've put on, there hasn't been a clunker of a pay-per-view since I don't know when. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, people talk about boom period. I think we're probably there. Well, in 2023, you've reached, you know, the the uh, a pinnacle in the bloodline storyline, and it's continuing strong now. You've had John Cena, The Rock, Randy Orton, and CM Punk all come back in the same fucking year. Yeah. I will say, though. I will say I, I hope that category does come back because I would like to see comp- that competition. I would like to see other companies get better. So I would like that to happen. It's just not there now. Yeah, right now, be, we hope AEW nice. is going to be there. Oh, boy, that didn't happen. It would be nice. That's yeah. for sure. Kenny, what do you got? What is your men's match of the year, man? Um, my men's match of the year is Omega versus Osprey 1. Um, okay. And it, for me, it's just because there's just no, like, there's just no kind of scenery better than a, uh, a Tokyo Dome. Um, you know, um, no interference, Don Callis, none of that. It's just straight up. And and I think the sequences that Ghetto tends to book as well um, within the Tokyo Dome, within their kind of main event structure, it's, so, it's just so good to watch, man. And obviously I know with the New Japan style, it's like, you know, there's a slow build. And then once you get into the sequences, it's just like you just can't, you cannot stop seeing these sequences, whereas more over in in AEW, it's more of a spot fest kind of thing. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, number one for me was the one, um, especially because um, Omega didn't get dumped <laughs> dumped on his head. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, for me, it's that it's that one, man. Wrestle Kingdom, um, first one, definitely for me. Yeah, and I mentioned that one as well, and 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 you know, I think I think you understand why I went with the other one. I understand why you went with yours, and they're two parts of a tremendous chapter. You know, we can hope there's a third part, but with Kenny, I don't know, man. We'll see how that all works out. We're gonna head into the back half of part two of the Swaggies right now with our overall match of the year. Tony's gonna kick this off. This will be interesting, man. We've talked about some tremendous matches pre previous years. It's kind of like. You go into thinking in your head, all right, I got a good idea what it is. This one's kind of tough because there have been so many epic matches. What, Tony, is your overall match of the year for 2023? Well, my tag match of the year was KO and Sammy versus the Usos, which it would de- would it would be deserving of. My women's match is Charlotte and Rhea, and my men's match was Gunther, Sheamus, and McIntyre. So out of those three, I mean, I would have to pick one of them logically. And for me... 
I think these two had one of the greatest matches in women's history and it's Charlotte and Rhea. Um, and plus the significance of what that match means. Um, Rhea is, you know, I said back in the day in a draft of all the federations and all the talent, Charlotte should be number one right now. Rhea should be number one. And I know that's a big statement to make with Roman out there and, and guys like Osprey and things of that nature. But, and I just to mention someone outside of WWE, um, cause I do pay attention. Uh, but, uh, it, it's, it's Rhea and, and Charlotte. That match was amazing. I, yeah, can't, cannot disagree with you, even though I will, but I can't. Um, but we'll see how that goes. AJ, <laughs> what do you got? What's your overall match of the year, man? My overall is going to be what I just said for the men's match. It's going to be Osprey versus Mike Bailey. Again, I know a lot of us poo-poo impact wrestling, TNA wrestling every now and again. And Tony, don't lie. I know it's kayfabe, but you do pay attention to it a little bit. But that was such a great match. If you can even find the highlights on YouTube or something... The flippy stuff that everyone says that Osprey does, yeah, it's prevalent in there. He can still do it. But the fact that this was just a one-off, throw-together match, and they blew the roof off the place just makes it so much better where it's, if there's another one down the line, are we going to get the same thing? Are we going to get better? We might get worse. Who knows? But people want to see more of this. And that, to me, makes me think, overall great one-off match if there's a way that we can get it in the future that is definitely a way to draw more eyes in and like my bold little prediction i forget which show it was but my bold prediction of impact slash tna now might become the number two company in north america that would something to that effect would definitely bring more eyes to the product yeah I think uh, if AEW keeps on the direction they're going, you have a very good shot of Impact supplanting them as number two. So you may be on to something there, sir. Uh, DP, I'm on to you. What is your overall match of the year? I uh, also stuck with one of the one of my three matches of the year. I went with the KO and Zayn versus the Usos as mine. They were all, you know, like I said, they were all really good ones. They were all really close. Uh, the one that put it over the top for me was just, the storyline portion of it because uh, it was it was the culmination of the Sami Zayn story the bloodline uh, to finally to taking down you know the Usos um, along with his best friend KO right next to him and the titles to close a night of Wrestlemania uh, for me that was just what kind of just just took it over the top of some of these other great matches that were out there yeah I uh well well okay we'll talk about it Kenny what what's your overall match of the year man what do you got um, mine's uh, Omega Osprey, um, just because again, just the the story uh, around that, um, and the fact that every match they've had is been amazing. Um, that all kind of fell into into one year as well, um, and probably another one to come this year at this year's All In. Um, but yeah, for me, it has to be it has to be that one, man. Just when you get a match that's like over five stars and it's just like it's like that every time these guys face each other. How can you not have that as your overall ma- match of, of of the year? Um, so yeah, for me, it's got to be that man. Um, for me, I'm I'm with Dan on this one. For my my overall match of the year is the tag match: Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. And, and like Dan, it's the story. 
Uh, the action is great. Don't get me wrong. There, there's some great spots. I think when Sammy kicks out of the one D and Michael Cole's reaction to that, because no one had done it before, um, really kind of amped that matchup because there's so many play. They do the false finishes in that, and on the USO side as well. There's a couple of places where you think the USOs are done, and they, you know, Jay kicks out or Jimmy kicks out, and they built this up and they sold it, and then the very end was. It was a throwback of sorts. Remember when Kevin Owens, when Sami Zayn finally beat Kevin Owens at like, I think it was Battleground years ago. And that whole thing where he hit the Haluva kick and Kevin fell into him and Sami just held him. He does the same thing with Jane. You can hear the things he's saying to him. Um, just, and you know, yeah, I mean, when the longest reign in tag team championship history comes to an end in front of 80,000 people at SoFi, I, you know, with all respect to everything else and everything else has been great. That one gets it by the slightest of margins. So I'm I'm with Dan on this one. KO and Sami Zayn winning the tag titles from the Usos at WrestleMania gets my overall match of the year as well. Um, Tony, you owe me that. Tony, you started this category. What the hell am I thinking? <laughs> All right. On we go. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I got to keep drinking. So we got to keep going on. And now we're into our wrestler of the year categories. And AJ Belaz is going to head us off with our pick for female wrestler of the year. AJ, what is your pick here, sir? I, I think this is going to be the unanimous one, possibly. And it's it's good old mommy. It's it's Rhea Ripley for me. Being that dominant, winning at Mania, and still looking so dominant. They have to throw new obstacles, have returns like Nia Jax coming in, or Zoe Stark getting over the, the Trish hump and everything like that. And she's still winning. And she doesn't need the rest of Judgment Day in her corner. She's doing it by herself most of the time. So she doesn't need to win by shenanigans. She doesn't need to have some fluke win where people are like, oh, this is bullshit. She is dominating the women's division. I would not be surprised if into 40, she is still dominating the women's division. So good old Rhea Ripley, good old uh, Dom Dom's mommy is my female wrestler of the year. I will say this. I think a lot of us would like to get over the Trish hump. I'm just going to throw that out there. But before I throw it to DPP right now, to <laughs> who is your female wrestler of the year, DP? Apparently Dave really wants those stratospheres. <sighs> I need some stratisfaction in my life. Hey, did you say Dom? Exactly, Dan. Your, your boy Dom right next to her side. That's 100% Rhea Ripley. I mean... You know, BC's been saying it a couple times here in this last couple uh, couple picks. You know, from start to finish of the year. I mean, a lot of these picks, you know, was just a match, or I think some of these other wrestlers, you know, been weren't the maybe the wrestler of the year for the full calendar year. She did it from start to finish. I mean, Royal Rumble. You know, she's part of the Judgment Day for one, right? Almost like the de facto leader of the Judgment Day comes out number one at rest at Royal Rumble. Goes the distance, wins the thing, and in a in a pretty spectacular finish to a Royal Rumble. Honestly, I thought that one was really well done. Wins, beats Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Uh, just this whole character change of evolution that she's had as she's been going through this year too, becoming you know the mommy character, bringing Dom in, the whole thing. She has been from start to finish dominant. I know. See, you want to get it you quicker. So. You br- you bring in that Royal Rumble. And it's not only the greatest women's Royal Rumble ever, it's probably one of the top 10 Royal Rumbles of all time, maybe even higher. It was phenomenal. 
right? I mean, and just everything she's been doing and controlling, you know, the Judgment Day, being involved on the men's side storylines as well as the women's, you know, she just, every time she's presented, she is, she looks like a dominant figure that nobody's going to be able to stop and has proven that every single time in every one of her title defenses. And I'm with AJ, you know, what happened? Reason why. And we don't, you know, you got to make it, you got to give her, give me somebody, you know, to make a new star or if you're going to beat Rhea Ripley. And right now that's not there. And I don't see any reason to end this dominance and this character anytime soon. She's just doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. I, you know, the rumble, like you guys said, number one goes the distance, goes on from there. Uh, Kenny, what do you got here? Well, who is your women's wrestler of the year, man? Well, it'll be Rhea Bloody Ripley. Um, I just think um, everything that you you know you guys have been saying, she is all over Raw, like all over Raw. Everything is to do with Rhea. And um, in case people didn't know why she is the women's wrestler of the year, just see the pop that she got on Raw um, just gone. I mean geez that's 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 a main event star and um you know wwe have done well to kind of hit when the fire is hot with certain people you know obviously they lucked out with becky and now it's Rhea's turn and everybody loves a bit of mommy man everyone loves a bit of mommy so it's Rhea ripley man and long may it continue yeah it's uh it's Rhea for me as well uh all the reasons you guys say she's just she's the most dominant female superstar we've seen yeah i mean since becky's run a few years ago. I mean, and Rhea's out there. She's body slamming Luke Gallows. She's just, you know, you look at the women's roster, like there's nobody who can touch her. I mean, Charlotte was as close as you get. Maybe Stratton when she gets a little bit more seasoning, maybe Jade. We'll have to see how she looks when she comes up physically. She can match Rhea Ripley. I would say that, but yeah, right now it's Rhea's world and everybody else is living in it. Maybe Becky can do something at WrestleMania or at least suspend your disbelief to think that she could. Tony, is this a, uh, a unanimous swaggy? Is this the first one of uh, part two? That you know. Let's go. Oh, yes, definitely. For everything you guys just said, there's really not much left for me to say. She's, like I said, probably my number one pick. And if there was a you know brand draft or or you know company draft, like real life, who would you want to carry your company? She's amazing. She, I mean, think about it. Judgment Day was floundering. Then Rhea Ripley joins them, and the next thing you know, they're the most dominant faction on Monday Night Raw. So that's that's not Damian Priest, and it's not Finn Balor. That's Rhea Ripley. A big part of getting Dominic over as well. Yeah, that whole mommy gimmick. Really, he got more out of that than arguably she did. So, yeah, that's, that's a great call. Um, we will go to DPP. Who is your tag team of the year? I will give a uh, slight... Shout out honorable mention to the Usos just for the first couple months of the, the year uh, because the Usos are just a dominant tag team and been the best tag team in the last decade probably. Um, and their their reign has finally come to an end, so shout out to them. But I'm sticking with the Judgment Day on this. I mean, it's, it's Balor and Priest, I think, as my tag team of the year because they have been carrying the tag team division and the titles for most of the year. Uh, have been doing a really good job after you know after they took it from KO and Zayn. Like they've been everywhere. They've been on Raw and SmackDown because you know the Universal thing, but uh, or the yeah the undisputed ones. So it's just been Judgment Day everywhere, and it's been successful everywhere. And they 
He must be having some uh, snow issues with the Wi-Fi. Is it snowing? Is it snowing there, Tony? Is that what's? He it's looks. Been, he's frozen. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been it's been snowing here for sixteen hours, and it's going to snow for eight more. Hopefully, Dan will come back and explain more about the Judgment Day. But in the meantime, let's go to Kenny and see what he's got for his tag team of the year, man. Um, straight up tag team of the year, FTR. Let's be real, right? WWE have no tag division, right? They have no tag division. It's terrible. So AEW have the best, one of the best tag divisions in the world at the moment, right? DP says he just lost power, Tony. Oh, geez. Well, I got power. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, yeah. So AEW is one of the best tag divisions in the world right now. Okay. FTR, the level of matches, consistency of matches. Um, it's yeah. It's just that there's just no beat in it. You know, with Judgment Day or whether it's Sami Zayn. When you look at the quality of tag matches, we maybe say one or two out of the whole year. Okay, the WrestleMania one, and you might be able to count another one out after that. Same with same with um, Judgment Day. Um, so for me, it has to be FTR just for the, the the level of 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 tag match, the consistency that they've had across last year. And the fact that they've re- they've literally wrestled all over the world, different high quality tag teams, um, which obviously AEW allows them to do. So yeah, it has to be FTR for me. Hopefully DP gets his power back. Uh, we'll we'll have to soldier on with that. Kitty, I I love your call, and I think like this year's weird. Like finding tag teams that were active the entire year is a little bit difficult. <laughs> for twenty twenty, everybody dealt with injuries or dealt with some sort of issue. Even FTR wasn't active the entire year i get what you're saying um and yeah i think overall the uh, aw's got a much better tag team division than wwe that's been the case for a while but for me it's like well you get the tag team match of the year you dethrone the longest reigning tag team champions of all time i know they they have not been together for the last three or four months i'm still going to give it to kevin owens and Sami Zayn just based on kind of that resume and and what they accomplished and i know kenny's not happy with me i'm sorry man but i'm just like you know i I look at the i look at the big picture of what they accomplished this year and the story that they told these two best friends and let's not forget their the story of them getting together to even challenge the usos was really well done and fascinating and now dp's back and he didn't miss much we're still talking tag teams dp um I went yeah. on a uh, went on a quick hard down. I was thought the storm got me. Uh, I thought you just powered up your generator and you just kept on a trucking. So uh, I was either that or you know maybe the bloodline heard me talking about the Judgment Day. You and just got trying the, to take me you out. Got the dogs out on the treadmill. Mush faster, boys. Let's get this. Let's get the power <laughs> going. Um, I, yeah, I get everything Kenny's saying, but I just think you know the story that was told with these guys coming together, best friends achieving this huge monumental victory. I give it to. I give it to Owens and Zane, although I recognize that there's issues with that pick. But hey, it's it's my pick, right? Tony, what is your tag team of the year, man? I agree with Dave. Um, I get where Kenny's coming from, and and it's hard to dis it's hard to disagree with what he's saying. Um, I just I just like you said, Dave. There's the, it's a really it's a really weak kind of field this year, considering everything that's happened to, to all of the top tier talent in, in said category. So um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with them just because of the match of the year, the story, like you said, it, it almost same exact reasoning for from Dave. Yeah. It's just a weird year for tag teams. It's, it, it's a, <laughs> a very strange year for tag teams. Um, 
yeah, it, you know, you don't have somebody like the Usos who anchored it. Um, AJ, what is your pick here? What was your tag team of the year? Well, I mean, it, it was said. The Usos dominated the beginning until Mania. Then you had KO and Sammy getting the tag titles, going on facing the Judgment Day, and the Judgment Day have been holding on to the tag titles ever since the Steel City Street fight. But much like we've been saying, the tag team division has been lacking. There's not that many people there. I'm sorry, I threw a red herring. Just like uh, Nick and Matt always say, fuck the revival. It's FTR for me as well. They're going around the world facing different tag teams, winning tag team championships along the way. I know that they didn't start right away because I think Cash had like some gun problems or something. I don't remember off the top of my head. Regardless, they're still they're still together. They're still putting on great matches. They're still putting on amazing matches. Even if it's not from our favorite uncle, five star matches. Even I have to give some AEW some flowers. Sadly, in my opinion, but they do deserve it. They do. They have not. They have not tripped up they have not failed they have not done anything to really hinder them they have been the tag team of the year and it's you can say it's close but it's not really at the same time because they're the only tag team that really stuck around the entire time throughout the year and didn't really take a break did you just say the word hinder i i mean are, are we talking gender again just because i said just because oh, I, I said aew and hinder does not mean i mean the gender oh, okay I'm just, I'm double checking there, man. All right. No, I, I, you know, you and Kenny make great points about FTR. And I think uh, me and Dan and, and Tuddy are looking at it a little bit differently. But yeah, as far as like consistency, which team out of all of them was together the longest? Yeah, I think you got an argument for FTR despite not being there for 12 months. But anyway, um, yeah, just a strange year for tag teams. But we'll see what happens this next year. Kenny, you are going to kick this one off. Male wrestler of the year. What do you have here in this category, sir? Right. This is what I've been waiting for. Male wrestler of the, wrestler of the year. There's only one guy, right? And he's the leader of Imperium, and it is Gunter. And the reason Gunter is male wrestler of the year is because not only has he brought that title back to prominence, right? The level of consistency with this guy and the amount of rubs he's given to other people, okay, on this massive year that he's had, WrestleMania, again, brought Drew and um, Shane Amos with him. Um, It's just been the year of Gunther, literally. And for me, he has to put someone else over, which he could easily do, put someone else over for um, him to drop the title and then go on and hopefully win the World Heavyweight title. And I'm hoping it's... um, it's um dragon off but yeah it's it has to be gunter and it has to be gunter just the, just looking at what's happened over the last year for him and for others i mean the guy got chad gable over like for a number of months to the point where now alpha academy is on tv all the time like they're on tv all the time the guy like the guy has made Miz a baby face how how like what and the other thing as well, his ability on the mic has improved so much to the point where he's controlling the crowd. That promo that he did with The Miz, where he, you know that bully promo, I thought was so good because I haven't seen him deliver something like that in such a you know for, for forever really. Um, and you could see in his promo style, he truly believes that he is 
you know, the one that's bringing um, importance back, um, you know, to not only that title, but, you know, the map for him is sacred. So it has to be Gunter, man. Man, I love the call. I mean, you're talking about the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion ever now. Got rid of Honky Tonk, man. Thank God. Get him out of the fucking way. Um, And, you know, Gunther is now at the point where, you know, you look at this thing and you say, when he drops that title, it's going to be almost as big a rub as when Roman drops it. And depending on how long Gunther lasts with this thing, it's going to be very comparable. And despite all that, he's not my male wrestler. And my male wrestler of the year. And you're about to find out just how valuable this guy was because he's not around. And it's MJF is my male wrestler of the year. This guy anchored AEW for the entire year, faced everybody, beat everybody. Daniel Bryan made Daniel Bryan tap out Brian Danielson, excuse me, in an Iron Man match. And I was critical of the finish because I didn't think that needed to happen. You know, Brian tapping out to his own move, but he beats Kenny Omega. He beats Adam Cole in front of the largest crowd ever, allegedly, whatever the case will be. Beats Samoa Joe. Uh, is the Ring of Honor tag team champion. Defends it by himself half the damn time. Fucking gets a kangaroo kick of all things over. I mean, you don't see guys get moves over like that. Um, And he just, he beat everybody. He had every kind of match possible. He was the only thing that AEW really had going for it through the last six months. And you are about to find out just how valuable he was to that promotion because he won't be there. And whether he's really re-signed, whether there's any truth to any of this shit that it's not a done deal, and no, he's not showing up to the Royal Rumble because even if he hasn't signed, he's hurt. But I think you're about to see just how valuable he was to that promotion by his absence. They are going to struggle greatly. And I love Samoa Joe, and I have nothing but respect for Joe. He's not a needle mover like MJF was. The guy started the year hated defended everything and ended the year one of the most popular guys possible. And he's kind of got that CM Punk Austin-ish vibe where he just doesn't give a shit, but people gravitate to him. To me, I look at the matches he put on and just his impact on that promotion, which still to this day is number two. Let's be honest for now. It's MJF for me. And I think Gunther had a tremendous year. Lots of guys had tremendous years, but for me, it's MJF. Um, Tony, who do you got? Who's your male wrestler of the year? You guys, great points there, Gunther. Amazing year. MJF is definitely uh, the the MVP of AEW. Um, it's Seth Rollins, guys, taking a brand new heavyweight championship and turned it into maybe the most respected title in all of professional wrestling right now. The guy beat Damian Priest, Braun Breaker, Finn Balor twice, Shinsuke twice, Drew McIntyre. Sami Zayn and Jay Uso. He defended and defeated all of them. And like I said, Balor and Shin twice. On top of that, got some of the best wardrobe game going on in the industry. Uh, he is among a handful of people who get their uh, shit sung nonstop throughout whatever's going on. Uh, he, he he can talk on the mic. He's top tier in the ring. Seth Rollins. I, I can't disagree with you. Even if I am, I can't disagree with you because you make some great points. Seth took a brand new title that all of us, I remember when he, when that title came out, we said, oh, this is a consolation prize. It doesn't feel like that anymore. You know, I mean, he, he did a great job of making that title relevant and yes, it's not the title. We all know that, but oh look at Der- DJ is going to come on here right at the end of this thing that, that that's the man right there. But uh, we'll get to you in a second, <laughs> DJ, you got your wine. 
but we'll come back to you at the tail end of this thing. We are going to go now to AJ. Who is your male wrestler of the year? I mean, for male wrestler of the year, I, there, there, there's only one man that I got to say is the male wrestler of the year. <laughs> I'm kidding. You I was about to say, say you want me to say no. his name? It is, in my opinion, as much as I like to poo-poo him because I didn't like him back in Ring of Honor, it's Seth Rollins. He has been the workhorse. He has been the guy that you put in the situation. You give him the ball, and he's going to roll it as far as he can in this field. Even having the match with Logan Paul at Mania, that was a great match. Even even if it was goofy to start with, story-wise, you give him something... He's going to make chicken shit out of, or he's going to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. That's just, that's just how that is. That's how perfect it is because he can do that. Like Tony said, he made the world heavyweight championship actually feel like a world championship. He had a ton of notable matches, a ton of different opponents that different calibers that he's beaten. I don't, I don't think anyone deserves it more than Seth Rollins. I do like the MJF point. MJF was the MVP of AEW, but it's it, he did so much, but it's not like he elevated the championship really. He was just he was perfect for what he had to do, but he didn't go above and beyond for what he had to do like Rollins did. I will respectfully disagree, but I get your point. Um DP, what do you have? Who is your male wrestler of the year? We've talked about some interesting stuff so far. What do you got here? <laughs> it's Seth Rollins as well for me. No, just again, yeah, we've D- mentioned this part one. Hashtag DWI strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, uh, I'm going to be very heavy on the WWE main roster because that's what I watch the most. I barely get to watch anything else, but for, for me, you know, he he took uh, the this visionary. Is have, this is why we don't have our own awards show. We'd all give it to the same one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he took a, a character when he was doing the visionary thing, supposed to be a heel, you know, wasn't necessarily going to be at the top of the card at the seemed. And he turned that into a baby face run. You know, the crowd absolutely loved it. He, he made that shit work. And, and the crowd turned baby and turned him into a baby face when he wasn't supposed to be. And he ran with it. He continued to play the same character. And uh, like AJ said, you know, he's going to make no matter what you give him, he, he knocks it out of the park every time. And the fact that, you know, proven that they gave him the brand new world heavyweight title in, in the end of May uh, and beat, you know, and turn it into like a workhorse title, you know, like that intercontinental title, you know, said he ran down the list of guys you know he beat aj for the title and then kept wrestling throughout the rest of the year and and, and defended that title every chance he could and he's the mainstay of raw he is you know monday night rollins you know he's running the show and at a time when i don't think that was the plan from what it seemed to me um and continues to dominate every time you see him it's just the man every time so i i I couldn't think of anybody else. I like Gunther, but I, I couldn't think of anybody else to get to for, for what he did this year for taking that new title. I'm trusting it with him and him knocking it out of the park. Again, you guys aren't wrong, even if you are. 
but you know that's that's just my opinion. So, uh, wow. No, I, I, you guys, all raise some great points in, in the better late than never segment of the show. I am going to welcome to the ninth annual Swaggy Awards our good friend from the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, DJ. DJ, how the hell are you, man? You're drinking some wine. Uh, I'm all right. Chilling out here on a Friday. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. As Patrick would say, thank you, thank you, and thank you. You're getting the Ray Cash uh, treatment here. I mean, that's... <laughs> no, I'm all right. It's been a rough week. Uh, we didn't get home till late, so I couldn't get uh, I couldn't get on here at the start. And then, you know, because I have you know, other hobbies and habits and my girlfriend has coupons, I picked up another. I've been getting back into model painting and things like that and making model cars. So she, I, I uh, your uh, like, model I'm, truck that you put on, yeah. on yeah. I'm like, you're doing so. stuff with your girlfriend and she's got coupons. I'm like, hey, hey buddy, <laughs> Swaggy's part two. My girlfriend has coupons. Uh, yeah. What do you mean, edible underwears and used that's right, stamps? Well, so that's what I've been doing for about the last a hour. Disgusting act. <laughs> I've well, been painting for the last hour. Better late than never, sir. So I tell you what, man, who is your male wrestler of the year? I'm probably not going to offer anything compelling because I'm right in line with DPP and, and AJ, Seth Rollins. I've been ride or die with Seth for a decade. Nothing changed in the last two years um, from you know just welcoming Cody Rhodes back the way he did. He's going to welcome back CM Punk in the same manner. Um, just this incredible run he's been on with the World Heavyweight Championship, making that thing feel important. All the reasons that you know Dan and AJ said, I, I really can't anything add anything more to that. He's he's been my guy. There's been other great wrestlers. I can understand an argument for MJF being that he's one of the pillars and most important things in AEW. But I agree with AJ. I don't know that he's he's elevated that title or that company. And, and to me, that that's what mattered. You know, if it was were strictly AEW, it would be hands down MJF. But overall, Seth Rollins. Like I said, you guys are about to see just how much he elevated that company over the next six months when it crashes and burns with <laughs> no that that's fair that is fair i'm not denying that yeah um and you know what dj let's keep this rolling the final category for the ninth annual swaggy awards our good friend dj is going to kick it off who is your overall wrestler of the year for 2023 believe it or not not seth rollins i'm gonna go out and say rhea ripley um i think rhea ripley's not only her character work but her entering work has been absolutely impeccable all year uh she's just she commands the screen when she's on tv she commands the crowd when she's out there and she's just elevated herself to just this she's just lapping all the other girls on the roster and i just as much as i love seth i there's something about her presence and her presentation that just draws me in no, that, I mean, she was the unanimous pick for female wrestler of the year was Rhea Ripley. And I imagine you would have gone with her as well. for female. Absolutely. So double, doubly unanimous. Um, I'm going to go next. And my overall wrestler of the year is nobody that we have talked about so far. Because it is still your tribal chief. Acknowledge the man. Roman Reigns is still the overall wrestler of the year. It does not matter that the guy shows up more infrequently then the trash guys show up promptly here in front of my house. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter that Roman is not around because when he is around, everything fucking stops. 
and revolves around him. Everything stops it. It's a, the biggest question now, who's going to dethrone Roman? Is he going to be in Australia? Is it Roman versus The Rock? How does Cody finish his story without Roman? Everything still rotates around this guy. And it doesn't matter that he's a part-timer because he's now bigger than the business. This is the same stuff we used to talk about with other wrestlers. You know, Brock Lesnar was the same way. He's bigger than the business. It's a special attraction. It just, for me, and I know there's, you know, there's different ways of looking at this. And as AJ pointed out when we first started this thing, and I think in the private chat we were talking about, overall wrestler of the year sometimes deviates from the norm because you're looking at, it's not just the in-ring stuff. It is all the tangential stuff. And it's all the things that are going on outside the ring. Does he move the needle? Absolutely. Is he bigger than the business? Absolutely. Is he a household name? Does everybody talk? Would The Rock be coming back for any reason other than the possibility that he could end this unprecedented streak? Would anybody else get a shot at beating Hulk Hogan's streak? So for me, with all due respect to the accomplishments of everybody else, the Rias, the, uh, the MJFs, the Seth Rollins, the Gunthers, it's still Roman's world. Everybody else is living in it. And until that title is no longer on his waist, it's going to be hard pressed for me to say that there's anybody better than him as far as overall wrestler of the year. I rest my okay. case. Tony, I turned it over to you, sir, wherever you're at. See, he's bitching at Dan about wireless headphones and he's nowhere to be found. <coughs> AJ. Yeah, AJ, Bueller. let's go to you. I'm here. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, there's, there's Tony. He's back. <laughs> He's back. I had to go outside and brush off the satellite dish. I was losing uh <laughs> I was losing everything. Signal. Jesus. Uh, okay. Tony, who's your overall wrestler of the year, man? Uh everything you said, Dave. You can keep it rolling. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Roman Reigns. Hold well, that for him to just say, Dave, you were right, and move on. I was going to, but Dave was on a roll before I went out there and I didn't want to interrupt. But yeah, I mean, like everything we talk about revolves around him. You can keep going. I will. Thank you, Tony. Um, AJ, who's your overall wrestler of the year, man? Like I said in the group chat, yes, for me, I put down Rhea as the women's wrestler of the year. Men's wrestler of the year, Seth Rollins. But like you said, Dave, Roman is this larger-than-life thing in WWE right now. Roman is, like, everyone's talking who's going to end the reign, who's going who's gonna to be the next undisputed wwe champion and that to me if there are more questions about that then who's rollins gonna face what's the next opponent for rhea ripley and everything else it's roman reigns is gonna be on smackdown oh shit we all have to dvr this we all gotta make sure we watch this moment he's gonna have a million hits on youtube etc 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 and that is what makes the wrestling business go around there's a reason why roman reigns had a damn t-shirt that said <laughs> needle mover because he is a needle mover anymore. It's just like old John Cena, where it was, who's going to be the one to beat John Cena when he had his like year plus reign? Who's going to beat John Cena? Everyone boos him because he's winning, but we want to see who's going to beat him. Who's going to beat Roman? Like we said, Cody can't finish this story without, you know, maybe Roman going in there because it is still the WWE championship. Is, is the rock going to beat him at mania? Because there's, I mean, I think that's already announced that he's not going to be at the Elimination Chamber. What's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, but Meltzer announced that, so I'm not buying it. Eh, okay. I didn't know Meltzer announced it. It's, that. I, it's all like I that GIF I put, put, that thing I responded to Tunny. As soon as Triple H heard that Meltzer stated something as fact, he's like, yeah, hold my beer. Uh, Roman, Dwayne, come over here for a sec. We got to talk. Hold my creatine. Yeah, hold my roids. But, but 
nothing in WWE is more centric than the four plus year title reign of Roman Reigns and who is going to beat it. As soon as Roman's in a room, there's a reason why we say acknowledge him because you have to, because he is that damn important. Agreed. Uh, obviously, I agree. DP, what say you, Mr. Scientist? Nothing much more that can be said. I'll keep it short and sweet. 1,229 days. Acknowledge me. And until that number of days stops, Roman Reigns' world. It's like the Incredible Hulk, right? Days without incident. None. Until it gets to there. <laughs> Kenny, what do you got here, man? I, I know DJ's already screwed up this unanimous category sort of thing, but... Uh, you know, I, I'm curious as you've raised some really good points. You are the man. You get to close this thing out, my friend. Well, I will also be screwing stuff up. So, the man, um, Kenny, I love when you screw stuff up. That's what makes you special. I'm not going to pick Roman. Um, obviously, we all, we're all picking for our own specific reasons. Um, and for me, Roman, yeah, it's just not that. And again, I'm going to stick with my male wrestler and I'm going to stick with Gunter. Um, and I'm going to stick with him just because of everything I said previously. Um, the level of consistency, he's uh, every single week he's on that team. The level of matches, putting pe- put, giving people the world, putting other people over who were out in the Sahara Desert somewhere, but now kind of come back into prominence. The, the fact of the matter is they're struggling for um uh you know heels they got tons of baby faces at the moment struggling for for heels um who you know who could potentially be champions and there's a reason why he stayed away from your drews and your your Seths and your romans uh, and your elaine like there's a reason why they've all kind of stayed away from him and the reason is because he's being built up as the next guy the next heel guy and once he drops that title he will be going for it, one of the main titles and i just think that the you know the way they've booked him this year all year is because of that give him the credibility to when it is time they can just push the button and he will kind of ride off into the sunset with one of those titles so for me it is um gunter the ring general i you know dude i that's a great call i i think you know you talk about Rhea, you talk about roman you talk about gunther you're talking about yeah i mean even mjf considered mjf was a great champion i would never say dominant because he got by the skin of his teeth many times. But Roman, okay. <laughs> Rhea and, and Gunther have been very dominant. Um, great stuff all the way around. DJ, I'm glad you got to show up at the very end. I wish you could have been here earlier. Um, maybe next year. There's always the 10th. Oh, my God. Next year's the 10th annual Swaggy Awards. Holy shit, a decade. Can, can we have a shirt for that? Can we? Dedicate it? I, we'll say a decade of douchebaggery. Can we can we get that shirt made? Is that I mean I, I specifically a decade of dad ass. That's decade it, Dan. Dad That's it, Dan. That is it. We gotta print that I shit, Tony. Print the money. Where's Aesop? Aesop, I got a shirt idea for you. <laughs> um, make sure you get that sent over, please. Yeah, that okay. Kenny, you get the first one out of you're the honorary guy, so you get the first copy of that shirt. That's that's on me. A decade Next of dad ass. Um, guys, I want to thank you, of course, for being a part of the Swaggies for the ninth year in a row. I know not all of you have been here. Well, Kenny, Tony, Dan have been here pretty much all nine years. AJ for at least several of them. DJ, you're kind of, you know, two one hundreds 
of the uh, Come, coming up on two years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I want to thank you guys, especially this year where Tony, I think, think the idea you had of splitting this into two parts, very smart, very well done. This worked out very well. It's like WrestleMania night one and two. Thank you guys so much. It's always fun. This was an excellent episode. Before we come out of here, let's go around the horn. Let people know where can they check you out. Let's start off with DJ. I mean, DJ, you came in here, upset the apple cart, you know, wreck everything and leave. You are the fucking Roman Reigns of this show. Uh, where could people check you out on social media, man? Uh, you can acknowledge me at the app formerly known as Twitter at the Mindless Pod. Uh, you can find the Mindless Wrestling Pod on the Chairshot Radio Network. Uh, we drop on Saturdays. Thank you for that, Tony. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. We're also on Facebook if you're so inclined. Me, Jason, and Rob. That's the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I'm only acknowledging you. You know that's 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 all I do. <laughs> Uh, PC Tunny, where could people check you out on the socials? I would just tell everybody to continue to listen to everything Chair Shot Radio Network on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And don't forget about AttitudeOfAggression.com. Thank you, Tunny. I appreciate the, the cheap pop and the cheap plug. Didn't you know? see that. I didn't see, see that. I didn't see that coming. I, I did not see that coming. <laughs> AG, out of nowhere out of PC, nowhere at pc tony at pc tony at pc tony uh the phenomenally funky fresh aj Belaz. where can people check you out at when you're not wearing an asshole shirt which people can't see yeah. but we're going to describe oh. it for him anyway exactly because it accurately describes me especially after what dj said on the dwi podcast you could follow that obviously where me and dpp and pct are all on there but you can follow me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, at Phenomenal AJB. And as I like to tell everybody, we're not just podcast galore. We are articles galore over at thechairshot.com. Go check us out. Sports, entertainment, sports, entertainment. You like it. It's all on there. You'll find something to tickle your fancy. Man, you're talking about tickling fancies. I thought for sure. Podcast galore, articles galore. I thought you were going to go pussy galore at any second. Just because I have the asshole shirt. I, you know. Where's Sean Connery when I need him? DP, the definitely scientist that you are. The, the good old more than I am. Other, let me tell you, between the two. <laughs> DP, where can people check you out when you're not solving the riddles of the universe? Take the penis mighty for a thousand, Trebek. <laughs> you Canadian ponce. Follow me all over the world. Social media interwebs that it's me, DPP. My horrible Sean Connery impression. Hey, it wasn't so bad. I like it. You know. Fuck you, Trebek. Uh, Kitty, I, I give it a seven. Yeah, Kitty, it is always a pleasure when we can have you on any of our shows. And, uh, you know, I, I know I speak for all of us on that behalf. Everybody give the man a standing a round of applause. If you don't want to stand up, acknowledge the man, folks. Acknowledge the OG of most of us. Kenny, where can people check you out on the social medias or wherever you're hanging out now nowadays? You don't have right. to answer that last part literally. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you can find me um, at Kenny Killer um, on the Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's always a pleasure, guys. Um, you know, it's uh, definitely a highlight for me when, whenever you guys, um, you know, send out the back signal and get me in. Uh, so, yeah, continue to do so. Please keeps me relevant. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, it's just a pleasure, guys. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you guys so much. It is an honor working with you gentlemen, as it always is. I strongly suspect we'll be seeing each other very soon. So, Tony, especially Sunday morning. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. And and you got well, I'll be on the DWI. We'll be all over the place. What's up, AJ? Dave, I feel like we gotta we gotta end this show the way that we began part one, and we gotta ask DJ okay. who's his winner for Dadass of the Year. Yeah, this was our unsanctioned category, DJ. Uh, this is like under the radar. Attitude of regression does not sanction this, and I actually I actually apologize, kind of sorta, a little bit to the female wrestlers on part one, a little bit. But anyway, DJ, we will turn it to you to close off the ninth annual Swaggy Awards. Your pick for Dadass of the Year. Newlywed Gigi Dolan. There's two for Gigi. Yeah, AJ, you and AJ right there. Uh, yes, sir. Newlywed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, AJ, and Gigi. Congratulations. <laughs> that sounds like a good time, but I don't want to watch it. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of the ninth annual Swaggy Awards. Until next year for the Decade of uh, the decade of dad ass. Talk about bumping mics. Guys, thank you so much. Talk to you soon, fellas. Thank you, gentlemen. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, guys, we are back. I hope you really enjoyed part two of the Swaggy Awards. That was um, excellent stuff all the way around. It's, uh, you know, some interesting stuff. And I think, like, uh, right off the bat, like, Kenny and I, we uh, both were talking about how the moment of the year was uh, all in. And AW drawing 80,000 people or however many it was over there in, in Wembley Stadium um, for... Um, it's we we talked about how that was kind of our moment of the year, which which is a uh, interesting. A lot of other people had CM Punk's return to WWE, which of course I kind of I don't know I wouldn't say bent the rules. I redesigned the rules a little bit and had CM Punk uh, his return to WWE is my upset of the year. So you know <laughs> we had that stuff. Obviously, lots of love for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens dethroning the Usos and ending their reign as uh, the longest reigning tag team champions. We had our second unanimous swaggy. So we had two this year, um, only two out of the 20. And that ends up being a female wrestler of the rear of the year is Rhea Ripley, who I don't think you could really consider anybody else. I mean, you could, but you wouldn't be really genuine with yourself. It's Rhea Ripley and then everybody else. And of course, you know, as as often happens, you know, we talked about male wrestler of the year and, and who, you know, I had MJF, a lot of other people, had other people. Um, when you get to overall wrestler of the year, though, you know, I I had, um, you know, I had Roman Reigns as my <laughs> overall wrestler of the year and several other guys did as well. It was not unanimous this year, but Roman is is an enigma. You know, he's he's an attraction. He's something special. Whenever he shows up, it is a big deal. Uh, he is transcended the business in many ways uh the biggest question now of course is who's going to end the reign when will it end uh will it be the rock will it be cody finishing the story will he pass hulk hogan's uh title record or excuse me reign for uh as a champion which i think is sitting at like four years and roman's getting awfully close to that so it it was it was a lot of great stuff discussed um you know you got a lot some love for for guys like mjf and and uh seth rollins of course and and people 
like that. And, you know, Will Ospreay, I think Kenny gave Will Ospreay his male wrestler of the year. Um, you know, and of course the Omega versus Osprey, the, the two matches that they had, I gave like the one at Forbidden Door match of the year. I think Kenny gave the one from Wrestle Kingdom the match of the year. So, you know, lots of, uh, lots of respect and admiration for Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. So, and of course, both those guys are in AEW. So you can expect if, if Kenny gets better and is able to overcome diverticulitis, you would expect him to come back. Um, you know, it'd be a story like Brock Lesnar who had the same sort of issue. So yeah, I thought another excellent installment of the Swaggy Awards. Great stuff. I, and, and, and to even, even better about the whole thing is we got a run in, <laughs> we got a run in from DJ for the last two awards, uh, you know, with, with male wrestler. And I think overall wrestler of the year, DJ was there for those. And he even gave us his selection for Dadass of the year. So, you know, that's, that was cool. And I know DJ had been one of the ones who kind of wanted to see us bring that back. So there you go. Ask and ye shall receive my friends. And, uh, I love working with those guys, all of them, you know, PC Tunney, of course, I couldn't do half the stuff I do without Tunney. Uh, he's a, a staple now of the big four project and, and the attitude aggression and DJ as well. And, you know, we just, like I said earlier, we just recorded the, uh, review for SummerSlam 91, which was excellent. And every time the three of us record together, we just look at things afterwards and say, you know, this is really good stuff. We have such great chemistry. We really enjoy the big four project. And I hope that comes through, um, you know, as, as you guys listen to those episodes, cause we put a lot of work into that. It's not just a straight up review of what's going on or what a straight up review of what happened. We tie in a lot of the backstory, a lot of the side stories, a lot of, uh, discussion about where things went from there. Where could they have gone? You know, there's a what if element going on with the big four project and, and we all really enjoy it. And it has turned into one of our favorite things to do here on the chairshot.com. But, um, and of course, AJ Belaz, who is magnificent, so knowledgeable, the trivia master DPP, who, you know, I've worked with for years. He knows as much about WWE as anybody. And he's just remarkable. And then of course, Kenny killer. I, you know, anytime I get to work with Kenny nowadays is a great time because he's, you know, he's the original guy, man. He's the OG of, of all this stuff. And, uh, and I love the, I've always loved the fact that Kenny brings a real international flavor to the swaggy awards. He sees things that we don't see. Um, he's, you know, his comments about Julia and what she could bring to WWE if they sign her, um, which seems likely that, you know, his perspective on just how good she is and what she can bring is it's just, it's, it's indicative of what Kenny always brings to all of the shows is that it's that level of knowledge of a, of a, it's not that, you know, yes, I do think he's probably every bit as knowledgeable as of it as us, if not more so, but it's different because Kenny looks at, he watches different things. He watches wrestle kingdom. He still watches NJPW. A lot of us really don't, um, you know, we're mostly WWE. I watch more AEW than I think any of the other guys do, um, because I still enjoy it despite some of the issues. Uh, they, you know, a lot of the guys are starting to get back into TNA. Kenny watches NJPW and a lot of that stuff over there. So he brings an element to the show that I've always enjoyed. So that's uh that's about all i got for you guys though i mean that is going to do it the ninth annual swaggy awards in the books part two is done i hope you guys really enjoyed that 
yeah, you heard it. Next year, 10 years of the Swaggy Awards. A decade. A decade of dadass. ass. We got to get the shirts made. Uh, that was uh Tunny. Tunny came up with that one. I'm pretty sure. And that was remarkable. So it's going to be a decade of something. Um, and it might as well be that. So Greg, get the t-shirts going. I mean, we could get it a year in advance. You know, they might, they'll probably sell. I mean, I, I have no doubt that they will sell anyway, enough of that silliness, but, um, yeah, next year will be a decade of the swaggy awards. That's amazing. But until then, I'm going to let you guys out of here. Let me give you guys some contact information again. If you want to email the show, if you agree or disagree or somewhere in between or vehemently disagree or vehemently agree or whatever the case may be, send your emails to attitudeofaggression at gmail.com. I will read your stuff on the air, make sure I answer it. And if I really need to get the other guys in there to answer it, I will drag them in there as well. You can follow me on the platform formerly known as Twitter. It is now known as X. On thechairshot.com, we call it Twix. Right or left, doesn't matter. But it is at Attitude Ag, at Attitude A-G-G. You can go to facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. If you go there, please hit the like button. I would appreciate it. Uh, on Instagram and threads, it's at Attitude of Aggression, all one word. And of course, if you like what you hear and you think I'm doing a good job, then please leave me a five-star review. Uh, it lets all of us, everybody involved with the show still, myself, Tony, uh, DJ, AJ, Kenny, DPP, and everybody else, it lets us all know that we're doing a good job and you guys enjoy the content. But my friends, that is going to do it for episode 284 of the Attitude of Aggression Wrestling Podcast, the Swaggy Awards Part 2. We are going to cut out of here. Listening to the end of the match, that was the crowning moment for the unanimous choice for the female wrestler of the year, Rhea Ripley, as Rhea takes down Charlotte Flair, becomes at that time, I believe, the SmackDown Women's Champion. We now know that that has morphed into the Women's Champion. I, you know, <laughs> it's confusing to me still. Wait, who's the, the what the what, Women's Heavyweight Champion? What the fuck? Anyway. It's a great moment for Rhea Ripley, a fantastic moment. It happened at WrestleMania 39, which was our other unanimous swaggy for best PLE of the year. But we will close out of here with Rhea Ripley reaching her crowning moment as she dethrones Charlotte Flair and begins this run that shows no signs of letting up. You've been listening to the Attitude of Aggression Wrestling Podcast. Until next time, wrestling fans and aggressionaholics, you stay aggressive. You do it with attitude. We'll see you soon for the Big Four Project, Chapter 10. So long. This is one of the most incredible championship matches you'll ever witness at WrestleMania. Or any other day of the year for that matter. This is absolutely epic. These two women leaving it all in the ring for the right to be the SmackDown Women's Champion. Rhea bounced off the ring post. Charlotte out of the second rope, trying to drag Rhea up. Charlotte Flair, what's she going to try to do up there? Oh, my. Oh, my. This will not end well. Dangerous situation for champion and challenger. No one willing. Oh, and Charlotte. Face first off the post. She may be out. I think she is. Charlotte Flair's body just went limp. Charlotte may be out cold. The queen basically melted on the top turnbuckle. Rhea screaming in the face of the champion. It's my time. And it might be. Ripped.
the SmackDown Women's Champion! Here is your winner and new SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley! Corey, I've had the honor to sit out here for 26 years. That is one of the damnedest, the most physical, the most incredible championship matches I've ever witnessed. I'll agree and do you one better. That's one of the best matches I've ever witnessed. Period, bar none. Congratulations to the Eradicator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.